<laughs> this is a valid, a valid question. And I was tempted to say, well, I can't believe that God invented bacon sandwiches and didn't like them. Uh, but I, first of all, I said, I respect you greatly um, for, for your view on this. Um, but I've got to say uh, that the Bible says very clearly it's not about what you eat and what you touch. Uh, uh, and, and it's holy or it's not holy, it's about what's happening inside. And, and then we went into, you know, a conversation, and we've had many conversations like that. But it's actually about inward change. And the question this morning really is to be clothed with Christ. How do we change our earthly nature into a spiritual nature? I just say, how do we do it? Um, we don't do it. God does it. So let's go on to the next slide. Did you see this news article this week about Peter Shilton? Uh, now, I'm not a footballer myself. I don't really understand it. All I know is that it's a round ball rather than a, um, a funny shape ball. Uh, but Peter Shilton was a very famous goalkeeper, but it's just come out. He's written a book uh, which was called Overcoming a 45-Year Gambling Addiction. And he admits to gambling away all the profits that he made for 45 years, um, completely, completely addicted to, um, to what was happening to him. And he said these famous words, I've won at most things, but never won at gambling. Now, this is perhaps a, an extreme thing, but we, we have to say, how, how do we change from these things uh, not gambling in every instance, but, but the bad things in our lives, how do we change from them to what Christ wants us to be? These things that grab us and take power over us and enslave us for 45 years, perhaps even longer. And God bless Peter Shilton, by the way, that he's actually come out and said so and, uh, and told the world that, that gambling is, is an evil thing. So how do we change? And, there's all these things that uh, St. Paul puts before for them. Put to death, therefore, whatever belongs to your earthly nature. And this huge list of things which we know as Christian people are wrong things, but they can capture you and they can enslave you all your life because we very often are enslaved by the, um, by the old habits, by the physical cravings uh, that we have, the fact that we actually like some of the misdeeds, and, and we find them pleasurable. Um, sometimes we're just apathetic, sometimes we're lazy. Somebody once said, you know, the saying, the road to hell is paved with good intentions. Uh, and, uh, and so it is. So we are in the business of being God's creation, and these are the things that we are battling with, not so much uh, the what we taste and what we eat and, and so on. So, the new things, can we go? How, how do we change to this? This is what St. Paul is saying. We should change. As God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Bear with one another. Forgive one another. If you've got a grievance, forgive as the Lord forgave you, and over all these virtues, put on love. That's what we're aiming towards that is the nature that God wants us to show to the world because it is actually the nature of God himself and let's go on to the next slide Jeremiah who was very much a pessimist said this 
Can a leopard change its spots? I bet you never knew that was in the Bible, but that's where it comes from. Can a leopard change its spots? Neither can you do good who are accustomed to doing evil. And uh, Jeremiah is, is pointing again to this problem with human nature that we are enslaved by these bad things that, uh, that take away our freedom and turn us into um, people that are not in the image of God, but we're in the image of Adam. So what does Paul say? Oh, sorry, it's another slide. This is the problem of not having them before me. Um, Jesus himself said the same thing. Uh, how, how, how can I change you? God cannot change you because you're an old wineskin. You have this desire to do these wrong things within you. Um, so he said, uh, no one puts new wine into old wineskins. Otherwise, the wine will burst the skins and the wine is lost and the skins as well. But note that one puts new wine in fresh wineskins. So Christ himself was pointing at what would happen after his death and resurrection and the gift he would give to those of you who believe that you will become, as it were, new wineskins, a new creation, a new way of being and longing for those lovely things that we just read about rather than the other things. Now let's go on. This is what St. Paul said, uh, that we should understand where we are. You were raised with Christ. You died and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. I am fascinated by the words the Bible use, uses. Um, your life is now hidden with Christ. What does that mean? Well, I looked up the Greek word, as you do, and um, the word hidden is, uh, is crypto. And it's the same word that we use in English for cryptic. Now, Sandra will tell you all about this because she, I think you do those cryptic clues, don't you? Well, I hate, I hate, um, what, what do you call them? Where, where you get crosswords, yes. I can't even, can't even say, it makes me cross. I just hate them. She, she will ask me a question and say, what's the answer to this? And I've found a way to get over it is to tell her the wrong answer, which fits, and it messes up the whole crossword. But, but, but when it, when, I'm, I'm terrible, but when it, <laughs> I'm just advising. Uh, but when it, when it comes to cryptic clues, it's like a completely different world. I don't know what they're talking about. And then, of course, I realised that the other word we get from hidden is encrypted. And I understand that many of my WhatsApp messages are all encrypted. And should anybody look into WhatsApp and try and, you know, hack them, they won't get in because it is hidden. It is inaccessible, just like cryptic clues are to me, completely inaccessible. And, and, and when St. Paul says this word, your life is now hidden, he's saying your life is now encrypted. It's, it's, it's a cryptic clue. Nobody can hack into that. Nobody can get into that. 
Your old life is hidden with Christ in God. It's encrypted. It's covered over. You needn't fear at all of the power that your old life had you had on you, that your old habits, uh, your old desires, your old things that you used to do. Um, they have gone. Somebody once said to me quite recently, why don't you talk about your previous life um, when you weren't a Christian, what you were like? And I don't want to go back there. That's encrypted. It's hidden with God. And, and I'm ashamed of some of it. And I don't want that part of my life anymore because I have a new life. But, but what this means then is, is if your old life is encrypted and, and it's gone, suddenly you are released into new things. You were raised with Christ. It's as if you died and your life is hidden with Christ in God and you have been raised into a new life. The great picture of this is, of course, Jesus Christ rising from the dead and walking from the tomb. We, he left the old life behind and he walked on earth for 40 days and 40 nights. I think it's a fabulous part of the Bible. Um, with eternal life in his heart, with this new life to show us that we could walk in exactly the same way if we accept the death and resurrection that Jesus Christ brings. Let's go on to the next slide. So this is what St. Paul said. Take off the old self with its practices. It's dead. It's gone. It's encrypted. It's inaccessible. And put on the new self. And that very accessibility of the old, inaccessibility of the old self releases the power of God through the Holy Spirit. This is what we hear when Jesus sat at the right hand side of God. The Holy Spirit was released in order to renew humanity, to bring the new Adam to be and to bring us into a longing for those new desires that St. Paul spoke about. And it is the new self which is being renewed in the knowledge, in the image of God, its creator. And I was reminded of that lovely hymn, reclothe us in our rightful mind, in purer lives, reverence, in greater, well, yes, you know the words. <laughs> it's beautiful how the, some of these old hymns captured the scriptures, being reclothed. Um, in a different, a different mind. I, I've got a, I nearly bought it in, but I didn't want Peter to have to wear it again. Uh, but I've got, <laughs> I've got an old boiler suit that looks like something uh, uh, from Guantanamo Bay. You know, often people look at me and think I've escaped from somewhere. And it's, it's covered in paint, it's covered in oil, it's, it's completely dirty. It must be 25 years old and it was second, second hand when I got hold of it. <laughs> so it is really bad. And I challenge any, any of you here to wash it clean. <laughs> you, you could try, but if you washed it and washed it and washed it, it would just fall to bits. And, and that is our old life. Why put that old boiler suit back on again? when you can put fresh clothes. And this is what the Holy Spirit brings to our desires, taking away the old, renewing the new, giving us a new power to do the things that God has called us to do. 
and to be. And that lovely picture of the tree, one dead and barren in the winter and the other half alive and glowing and vibrant in the sun of a new creation. So reclothe yourselves and let's go on. Clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness and patience. All those beautiful things that we now recognise are the right way to live. And can we go on? And I can't go through all of this, it would take me forever, but, but this, this is the final part of the reading where St Paul says, okay, how do we do it? How do we do it? And I've put them in red. Let the peace of Christ rule. Ask yourself when you're getting angry or, or when you're doing something wrong, is, is this good for me? Is this good for anybody? You feel grieved inside when you go into the old nature and you're grieving the Holy Spirit. And so we ask, is there peace in this decision? Is there peace in what I'm trying to do? Be thankful. Do love thankful Christians. So you have people, people that just give thanks all the time. Do you know what I do? I wake up in the morning and I say, thank you, Lord. And, and dear David, who we've already mentioned, every time he got into my car to come up from town, he didn't look at me, he'd look into the sky and he'd say, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> he was grateful that, that Christ was giving him a lift. Well, you know, through me, as it were. Uh, but that, that attitude of thankfulness, and I love this bit, the message of Christ dwelling richly. We can be so wealthy in Christ with the things that he gives us. Uh, and it's a wealth not of this world. It's a wealth that you wouldn't buy a big house with or, or, or have a great holiday with. It's not that kind of wealth. It is a richness within your life. I was chatting to a friend just last night over in Germany on WhatsApp, as you do, and his wife, who's not a believer, came up and, and she said it was the equivalent of Pastor Allen. <laughs> but, but she said, um, I've just met somebody who said that uh, if you commit suicide, you go straight to hell. <sighs> and this was just in the middle of a conversation. But the word of God is... is dwelling richly in you uh, and I explained how I've been I've been with people who, who have been mentally ill very often and, and committed suicide and I said and sometimes the pain becomes worse to live than it is to die and and then you look at Christ and you see him having people weeping at his feet drying his his feet with their hair he sees people on the ground who are going to be stoned and he says you cast the first stone if you have no sin and and suddenly this this richness was coming out and my friend said to me afterwards who's also a non-believer he said that's amazing he said you you changed from being a broken down old mini to being a turbocharged jaguar in that conversation <laughs> it was a great compliment from him and and, and you suddenly realise that there is a richness. There is a richness in your life with these difficult questions that, that flows out when Christ um, brings you into the situation. And so I'm grateful. Gratitude in your hearts. 
and do all that you do, everything you do, everything you think about, every opportunity you have. Do it not in your own name or for your own satisfaction, but do it in the name of Christ. So that's Colossians. Clothed with Christ. Could you? No? That's it? Let's bow our heads and we'll pray. Father, Father, we are overawed um, that our old life, our, our earthly life, is hidden with you, encrypted with you. It can have no power over us. And yet you have released a new power into our lives through the Holy Spirit. New clothes, old clothes thrown away, new clothes put on. Help us always to walk in the new life. In Christ's name, amen. Um, just in response to all that Alan shared with us, um, there's some scriptures going to come up on the screen. And it's just, I feel there's scriptures we could read out all together.